Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey, Jonathan, how's it going? Can you believe Thanksgiving is next week? I can't. Pretty crazy. I'm just stunned. We're here already. Yeah. It's really wild and it's amazing how it felt like 2020 flew by and now we're almost to the end of 2021. I just see, I kind of disagree because of 2020, it felt like it was never going to end, but 2021 has flown. Absolutely flown. It felt like it wasn't going to end. And then at the same time I turn around and it, it's like, so in the rear view mirror that it feels fast to me now. So, but anyway, the point is it's been two crazy years and here we are already at Thanksgiving, but I love the holidays. And so I'm, I'm excited about yes. getting, getting them started. Absolutely. A little time off, a little slowness, a lot of food, and a little shopping, a little time with family. It'll be fun. So looking forward to that. So we will have a show for you folks next week, probably a very abbreviated show. Yeah, we, we'll we would like we would like to request, please don't have a lot of news. Yeah, Let's nobody just... do anything stupid over the weekend. So we have to spend a lot of time on news next week. Yeah, don't we all want, I mean, don't we all want next Friday to not have a long show. I think everybody wants that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's make that a short one. So yeah, nothing crazy. Please. That's our request to the Southern Baptist world. Nothing crazy this weekend. Yes. So and and you know, Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday as well. So just a little less likely for it to happen on Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, but uh who knows? All right. Hey, before we jump into the show, do want to thank our sponsor each and every week, Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. The ministry landscape is changing faster than ever, and ministers of every calling need versatile training for today's church and marketplace. And so in partnership with Dallas Baptist University, Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary is now enrolling students in their new MDiv MBA program. With a biblically faithful foundation, hands-on ministry experience, and contemporary business training, This is a program for tomorrow's pastors, missionaries, entrepreneurs, and lay leaders. To learn more, you can visit swbts.edu slash mdivmba. That's swivets.edu slash mdivmba. So I know a lot of our friends over at Southwestern and from all over the Southern Baptist Convention were in Fort Worth this week for ETS. We didn't even talk about it last week on on the show, Amy, but I know Keith was over there for ETS this week, and a lot of our seminary friends got together and at the Evangelical Theological Society. Yes, and uh, normally, you know, we have things to, to discuss because I'm there, but this year I wasn't. So, so we're not going to uh, discuss it here because Amy wasn't there. So if Amy's no, not there, I just don't it have anything. Happen. There's just nothing to. I, I'm not bringing lots of stories and observations, and to be honest, I. I'm not certain of all the topics of papers and and things like that, but uh, as I understand, it was a great time, you know, great time had by all as always. And, you know, the president of ETS this year uh, was uh, Dr. Albert Moeller. And so um, definitely a real, there's always a a Southern Baptist presence there with uh, people from our seminaries and universities from, you know, state conventions and things. Uh, but obviously with him being the president, it's definitely, yeah. definitely a real presence. So I know, I know it was great. I hope I get to go next year. All right. Where are they going to have it next year? I can't remember actually. Okay. I should look. All right. yeah. Well, it, it did seem like there was a lot of discussion leading up to it, uh, especially around the Trinity, but I, I don't really, I didn't really see a whole lot like in the moment and after the fact yet. So uh, maybe we'll, we'll hear more about that and uh, you can debrief with Keith. 
at some point and, and get his take. So South we, yeah. Southeastern have their, uh, their big dinner that they do. Every yes. Year. Yeah. And that was, I heard a, a good bit about that. That was very cool. Very special. So, all right. Well, Hey, we start with a seminary this week, Southwestern Baptist theological seminary president, Adam Greenway has issued a letter to mid America president, Michael Spradlin regarding the film premiere being held on the campus of Mid-America this weekend. That's right. So there was an open letter that was uh, was released on the 17th, so kind of halfway through the week. It was a formal request to Michael Spradlin to reconsider the showing of a film on the Memphis campus. So uh, this is a, a film called Enemies Within the Church. It's a, a, a documentary film that um, has looks like it's been in the works for a while but there was a video clip of the chapel at Southwestern that uh, was shown. And then sort of the overlay narration said American churches today are where the universities were 10 years ago. They're pretty heavily Marxist, not quite there yet, but definitely on the way. Many of the seminaries and the Bible colleges are definitely already there. So I think just the understanding was, you know, placing that overlay of the campus along with that, that narration, trying to make a point, this being, shown on the campus of Mid-America was something that sort of president to president that Dr. Greenway felt like needed to be needed to be shared. And Mm -hmm. so uh, so that's that was was what was put out. I don't think that that from to our knowledge, we're recording this on Friday. I don't believe that's been reconsidered. So I think that the screening probably is still going to happen. Not even that, but there's been no response at all from Dr. Spradlin or Mid-America. That's right. That's right. The film is being hosted. The screening is being hosted by the Conservative Baptist Network, but they are sponsoring the screening. And so I think they have responded to it, uh, but Mid-America has not. And so just just a, a kind of an interesting development. And I, I think it's helpful for listeners to know, too, sometimes why how we decide what to cover here or you decide at Baptist Press, because there's lots of conversations that have happened maybe in the social media world about some of these things. Uh, But one thing for us that's a real trigger is when an institution, like at the institutional level, a response or a statement is released. Yeah, that's a moment that it really kind of kicks it. We need to cover this and to talk about it. And so uh, although these these issues have been discussed for uh, for quite a while in that moment, when a seminary president says, I'm going to speak out about this then we know that's something that our listeners and readers of Baptist press need to need to yep. know. Kind of a big deal. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. We may have some uh, follow-up on next week's show uh, since that is this weekend. So uh, keep an eye on that and uh, see what happens over to Virginia. Amy, we have a departure of another state executive. I, I think it's, it's fair to say the BGAV of our 41 state conventions, most loosely affiliated group, but their executive director, John Upton, announced that he is retiring after 27 years. So uh, not a whole lot in this story, just uh, an announcement from him. So he came on the BGAV staff in 1995 and was confirmed as their executive director in November of 2001. So he's been with the group for 27 years almost, and he will uh, serve more than 20 years as their executive director. His retirement is effective July 31st of next year. Yeah, that's right. And just to define when you talk about loose connection, one of the things that defines that is 
where most of our state conventions are in agreements where they forward receipts on. There are things kind of with the cooperative program tightly woven together. The BGAV is set up a little differently where people who are contributing funds, churches who are contributing funds can sort of choose where their resources go. And the BGAV does provide a pathway that goes to the missions and ministries of the Southern Baptist Convention, but it's not a uh, sort of tighter partnership like you might see with some other state conventions. So there's a loose connection there um, and certainly very, very interesting development. 27 Mm -hmm. years is a, it's a significant, uh, significant career. Absolutely. All right. That moves us to our state recaps. Amy, we got 10 of these to go through this week. So let's zoom through these. We start in Ohio. All right. So Ohio, we're going to hit, they met in Pickerington and have the, had the largest number of messengers in 17 years. They passed a $5,036,747.74 budget for 2022. That's a 6.5 increase from last year. And uh, that's going to uh, go with a 50-50 split. That's what they've had since 2016, which is actually when Jeremy Westbrook was the president of the convention there. And so now he's their executive director. Um, As far as officers, Ray Umphrey, pastor of Briggs Road Baptist Church in Columbus, was elected president. J.D. Davis, pastor of Dublin Baptist Church, first vice president. Tony Harris, pastor of Highland Avenue Baptist Church in Cincinnati, second vice president. Faye Rogers from Northside Baptist Church in Newark was elected recording secretary and Mary Lee Snowden from Clow Pike, Claw Pike, Cloth Pike, I'm not sure, Baptist Church in Cincinnati, assistant recording secretary. So uh, really, really good. They heard about a restructuring into six regions for closer connection between churches and the state convention uh, while they were there. So lots of good stuff going on. All right. Take us to Oklahoma. Well, I I need to call Jeremy Westbrook and and see how it was his first one. So his, his first as executive director in Ohio, also Todd Fisher's first in Oklahoma, as you mentioned, more than 700 Oklahoma Baptists gathered in Oklahoma city at Southern Hills Baptist church. And, uh, they passed a budget of $24 million and 43% of that will be forwarded on to cooperative program ministries for national and international causes. They elected new officers, President Chris Wall, who's the pastor of First Baptist Owasso, First Vice President Andy Finch, the pastor at First Baptist Choctaw, and Second Vice President Trey Graham, pastor of First Baptist Midwest City. So good meetings in Ohio and Oklahoma. Amy, to Alabama. All right. So Alabama met in Huntsville, November 16th and 17th. They approved the appointment of a sexual abuse task force. So we are continuing to see this theme across uh, multiple state conventions. They passed a budget of $37 million. um, And that will continue to be divided 50-50 between Southern Baptist and Alabama missions and ministries. Buddy Champion, was elected president. He's pastor of First Baptist Church, Trussville. First vice president is Morgan Bailey from Macedonia Baptist Church in Ranburn and second vice president, Jarman Leatherwood. He's the founding pastor of House of Hope and Restoration Church in Huntsville. The establishment of the sexual abuse task force came in the form of a motion and it was passed overwhelmingly with no debate. That's to review policies and practices of state convention entities and auxiliaries. So let's go to the Northwest. Up to the Northwest, Amy, $3.98 million budget was passed in the Northwest. $2.9 million of that 
is coming from cooperative program gifts from Northwest Baptist Churches, and 20% of that will be passed on to national and international causes. They also elected three pastors as officers for the next year. Dan Panter of McKenzie Road Baptist Church in Olympia, Washington, as president. Brian Bernard of Grand Avenue Baptist Church in Corvallis, Oregon, as first vice president. And Chad Harms of Creekside Baptist Church in Wilsonville, Oregon, as second vice president. They had 284 messengers there at the Grand Mound, Washington meeting that they had. So uh, kind of a good meeting up there in the Northwest. And Amy, to Texas and the SBTC. The Southern Baptists of Texas Convention, which we know that there are two conventions in Texas. And so uh, one of them met at Flint Baptist Church, just south of Tyler, uh, November 8th and 9th. They approved a total budget of $26,555,573. That's a 1.51% increase from last year. They will continue their practice that they've had for uh, forever, basically, of, of forwarding 55% of CP funds to the Southern Baptist Convention. Amongst some other resolutions, things like that, they approved a motion by Messenger Michael Kreiner that called for the president, Todd Connitz. He's the new president to form a team to work alongside convention leadership regarding sexual abuse prevention and response, not asking for an investigation or a task force, but studying how the convention can better serve and equip churches. So, that's another one, another state uh, doing kind of the same thing that we have seen across a lot of different states. Uh, so it sounds like they had a good meeting, lots of panel discussions, resolutions, things like that. Uh, they had 807 messengers and 219 guests, so over 1,000 people there. All right. Uh, yeah. So take us to SBCV. Keith was actually at that one, and I hate that I missed it. Um, I'm going to just... Yeah, the the SBCV homecoming. And listen, I hate that I missed it because I, I love to go. I love to actually, you know, see a lot of these people that that mean so much to me from up there. But it was at Grant Etheridge's church in Hampton, Virginia, Liberty Baptist. Is church. the official name of that church really Liberty Live Church, Amy? Um I know, I don't know. it used to be Liberty Baptist it was, in, in Hampton. It was Liberty Roads. Baptist. I don't I don't know. I don't know if Hampton, that's Virginia. changed. But huh. one of my favorite places to get a great sandwich is oh, really boy. close to there. And so I missed out because I if I if I could have gone, I would have gotten taste unlimited. Get the tide water. Those of you who are in, in Virginia in the Hampton Roads area, go have a tide water for me. So good. Is this one of those if you know you know things? If you know you know. Yeah. Taste unlimited. Okay. All right. So homecoming, not you know, not homecoming unlimited, but homecoming had more than twelve hundred people at homecoming this year yep. in Virginia, and they celebrated record giving. Last year, they had more than $9.6 million given through the cooperative program by SBCV churches, the highest ever for the uh, kind of the newest state convention. I, th- I think they are the newest state convention that we have yeah. uh, in the SBC. This year, they passed a $10.1 million ministry investment plan for the 2022 fiscal year. $9.8 million of that will be in giving from cooperative program churches. And they anticipate distributing 51% of that on to national and international cooperative program ministries. They elected officers Stan Parrish, Franklin Heights Baptist in Rocky Mount, Virginia, as president. Joey Anthony, pastor of Mount Pleasant Baptist in Colonial Heights, as first vice president. Felix Sermon, pastor of Grace International Christian Church in Springfield, as vice president. Jason Taylor, 
pastor of Beulah Baptist Church in Kent's store, will serve as secretary. So exciting uh, from Virginia this past year. No mention of yeah. Keith in the story. No, Sorry. no, he just was, he, he was there. He spoke at an event, but one thing to mention too, although we didn't see kind of the, the motions or, or a task force or anything like that, I do know uh, just from tracking it, that Brian Autry did address the issue of abuse pretty strongly from the platform and, and some of what they are, are doing and, and trying to focus on. And so um, it, it does continue the pattern that this is, we see lots of things that get discussed at various state conventions, but some of those are really specific to what that state convention is focusing on. This is the thing that we're seeing pop up at almost all of them. I'd love to take a count when it's over and see how many of the 41 covered this because it demonstrates that, that this is what people are thinking about and talking about. All right. So North Carolina. Where we both were. Where we both were, yes. And where I was a messenger, very important. I was not. All right. No, you were not. So North Carolina Baptists rallied around the theme on mission together uh, in Greensboro. That's where we have it every year. And we approved a $28 million cooperative program budget for 2022. That's a $1 million increase over the current budget. That increases our state allocation to Great Commission Ministry Partners. Uh, so that's you know the, the SBC by three percentage points, moving from 42% to 45% of the total budget. We've been moving up over the years, but this was a big jump. And uh, so it was exciting. I really loved getting to vote for that. Uh, our officers were reelected by acclamation. Michael Perdue from First Baptist Church Eichard in Connolly Springs was elected president. Quintel Hill from Multiply Community Church in Monroe was first vice president. And uh, Jason Miller from Dutch Cove Missionary Baptist Church in Canton, re-elected as second vice president. And uh, also, we had a um, an announcement from Matt Caps, who is the president of the board of directors. He announced that the executive committee of the board of directors had voted unanimously to conduct a comprehensive review of existing policies and procedures related to sexual abuse awareness, prevention, and response. Said that no convention leaders are aware of any current accusations or mishandling, but they want to to really dig in and and do that review to see. And uh, so then there was also kind of a a segment where they addressed resourcing of how to respond to abuse allegations and ways to care for abuse victims and survivors had a panel discussion. So All right. Very cool. We head south to, well, South, South Carolina. Carolina, where they celebrated their bicentennial, Amy, 200 years of South Carolina Baptists. Yes. They're, they're older than the SBC. Older than the SBC. Yeah, we have a few of those. They're like, yeah. we call them legacy conventions. Kind of cool. They're 200 years of South Carolina Baptists. They met at First Baptist Columbia, South Carolina. No news on whether or not they let anybody play wiffle ball in the, on the stage and, and hit balls into the third deck. So, yeah, um, no. If you've been to First Baptist Columbia, you understand that reference. Right. Um, I was I was like really, really wanting to do that last year when I was there at the convention, but probably would be frowned upon, I'm guessing. Probably. But, but they did hold a missionary commissioning service on Monday night of their convention. Yeah. Kind of kicked that cool. off. We talked about that I a little think, bit last week. Yeah, I think week. we talked about it. We ran yeah. the story. Yeah. So they had Paul Chitwood in for that and had uh, 39 missionaries commissioned there. And uh, Alex Sands, the first African-American president of the SCBC, 
led the meeting for them and had they had 762 registered messengers there, passed a $26.5 million cooperative program budget for next year. 45.5% will be sent on to national and international CP causes. And they elected new officers. Albert Allen was elected by acclamation as president. He's the pastor of First Baptist Church Newberry. He will serve as president in 2023. Like they elect them ahead, you know, like pastor elect or president right. elect. Right. Those kind of things. A couple of years. Yeah. Uh, yes. Other officers elected by acclamation were Chuck Sprouse, the pastor at First Baptist Church 96 as first vice president, and Rod Elliott, pastor of First Baptist Church Cheraw. Cheraw? As registration okay. secretary. I, that's, a, that's a word I am not familiar with. Yeah. So sure. Wayne Bray will serve as president this next year. So he is the president-elect from this year that will serve next right. year. Right. So Alex Sand served in 21, Wayne Bray, 22, Albert Allen, 23. So they, they kind of have it stacked out a couple of years. So that's South Carolina, Amy. Our final stories of the day, we go to Kentucky. That's right. So Kentucky had a total of 684 messengers. They were at Severns Valley Baptist Church in Elizabethtown. They approved a cooperative program budget. Pastored by? Curtis Woods. Good friend, right, of friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. That's right. Sorry. Um, Carry on. Yes. They approved a total cooperative program budget of $22.2 million. That's a slight increase from last year. Um, And then uh, according to this, from the release that Kentucky Today sent and went out on Baptist Press, they allocate half of those funds to the Southern Baptist Convention for international missions, disaster relief, seminaries, and other vital ministries. They also, they passed resolutions. They celebrated a number of things. They also voted to form a task force to evaluate how the state convention currently responds to sexual abuse allegations. They elected all of their officers for the upcoming year by acclamation. Harold Best, pastor of Burlington Baptist Church, will serve as president. Norm Brock, pastor of First Baptist Church East Bernstadt, is first vice president Bobby Sellers, associational mission strategist from Little River Baptist Association, is second vice president. And Wilma Simmons of Big Spring Baptist Church in Vine Grove, reelected by acclamation as secretary. She was first elected convention secretary in the KBC in 1991. So she's Mm. been doing this a long time. 30 years. Yeah. Pat Reeves of of Bethlehem Baptist Church in Louisville was also reelected by acclamation as assistant secretary. She's held that position for 13 years. Really great work on the part of Wilma and Pat. All right. uh, Take us to back to Texas for the other state convention there. And then that'll do it for our state convention wrap up. Yep. Texas Baptist gathered in Galveston, Texas and passed a $34.5 million budget for next year. It was about a $321,000 increase over this year's budget. 32.8 32.8 million of that is cooperative program giving of which 21% will be sent on for national and international causes. They reelected their president, Jason Burden, pastor of First Baptist Church in Nederland, Texas, as well as first vice president, Julio Guarneri, the pastor of Calvary Baptist Church in McAllen. They also elected Nabi Kelal, the pastor of Pathway Church and Orchard Hills Baptist Church in Garland as second vice president. The incumbent second vice president, uh, Jordan Villanueva, is now a professor at Howard Payne and did not seek a second term. So uh, he was, I guess, scheduled for a second term, available for a second term. But since he's a professor at Howard Payne, chose not to run this year. So uh, that's kind of the the quick recap from Texas Baptists. I know they had a good meeting down there, had a lot of friends that were at that meeting as well. So 
a lot of folks, uh, I, I know we, we had friends that were at all these meetings, really. Um, so uh, good to see a lot of our states having good meetings this fall. Heard a lot of good things from across the country this fall. And uh, we'll have a few more of those. I think there are a few more of those to tidy up, Amy, over the next couple of weeks. So try to get those in Baptist Press and get those here on the pot. Some news from both Florida and Louisiana, Amy. Two Baptist colleges, Louisiana College and the Baptist College of Florida, have made name changes. They they are going they to intending. change because it's not, yeah, well, they're, yeah, it's they're not done. So they they're going to be universities instead right. of colleges. I, I did not realize there was such a distinction in college oh, yeah. versus university. So because oh, yeah. I'm not an academic, obviously that's right. I don't the, work in academia. Right, you have to have certain criteria that you meet for several years before you can be designated a university. And it really is connected with graduate degree program and, you know, sort of the the research side of, of things um, establishing as sort of a research institution and graduate programs are sort of the big the big thing. So, uh, yeah. So Florida Baptist University is what Baptist College of Florida is is going to be. And Louisiana be Louisiana Christian University. So this is an exciting move. It's just sort of a change in status, but it's an exciting move. And it really communicates something to those who are applying, who are looking for a college just to to show sort of the breadth of what they offer. My college that I graduated from, Converse College, just made this move. Um, Oh, really? They are. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very different place now. It's Converse University, and it also is no longer a women's college. It's it's co-ed. it's a different, really. really I don't different even know place. who they are anymore, Amy. I know. I, mean, I know. Are they still the the All Stars? No, they're the Valkyries now. But we were the All Stars. Because it just makes sense to be the Converse All Stars. Oh, it absolutely so. does. And then our uh, we had so we had a, the the dining hall, but then we had like a little restaurant, or I guess like a place you could get burgers and stuff, and it was called Sneakers Cafe. Ah, yeah. Well done. Well done. All right. Well, congratulations to Louisiana College and the Baptist College of Florida, or should we say Louisiana Christian University and Florida Baptist University. So uh, they, they filed those those changes. It's going to take a while to remember those names. That's right. It will. Those are th- those different. Uh, even, But it, the good thing is in Louisiana, everybody called Louisiana College LC. And they're kind of keeping that right. with Louisiana Christian. So they're right. keeping the LC part. Yeah, just be so, LCU. Yeah. So like TCU, but but different. All right, over to South Carolina we go. Uh, we brought this to you. I'm not sure if we talked about this on the podcast. So this was in Baptist Press. But last year, right after Christmas, like the day after Christmas, there was a fire at First Baptist Calpins, South Carolina. Destroyed the church building. And they have just broken ground this past week on their new building. So 10 months after the fire, they broken ground on a new building. Just wanted to encourage them. Uh, interim pastor at the time, I think it was Kermit Morris. He's still there and helping them through this. Uh, the completion of the new building is expected to take 12 to 18 months, but congratulations to First Baptist Cowpens on uh, kind of rebuilding after I, I know what was a devastating and, and really sad fire that they dealt with last year. So um, that's a kind of a cool story from South Carolina. Over to Nam, Amy, got kind of a, a sad story. Sad to see Dahadi Lewis leaving the North American Mission Board. 
Yeah. So he will be leaving at the end of this year, just, just from his position at the North American Mission Board, the church planting arm, the SIN network. Um, he will be transitioning from that role where he's been president of the SIN work for quite some time to really focus on launching Boulevard, which is an initiative to empower disciple makers serving majority, minority, multi-ethnic communities. So this is uh, kind of connected with some of the work that he had been had been doing in his role, but something he wants to really, really focus in. And there was a, a, a project where the SIN Network and the National African American Fellowship had launched a project in 2019, working together to plant churches in underserved African American communities across North America. And this is the, you know, the type of thing that I think really can, can help with that. So Kevin Ezel said he'll be missed by many in the day to day, workings of sin network but we'll have continued leadership in the future just as a a pastor and leader so uh, yeah. that's a bit but but a big transition and a big loss for the sin network yeah so dahadi will still be around just not with the sin network so that's right uh we'll just have to wait and see who nam taps as the next leader of the sin network probably get some news on that before the end of the year amy down to new orleans where we got an addition down at level college greg wilton has been named the new dean of Level College. He starts in that role January 1st of 2022. He comes to Level College from Send Relief, where he was the national director for immigrants and refugees. So he oversaw national strategy and ministry efforts aimed at immigrant and refugee care and directed the ministry center over in Clarkston, Georgia, for Send Relief. So uh, he had been a missions pastor, international mission board missionary in Southeast Asia as well. Another missions component, we saw Greg Mathias going over to New Orleans to run their mission center. We have a right. dean at the college now with a heavy missions background, Jamie Dew, stacking up the missions focus down there That's right. with the staff and the faculty at New Orleans Baptist yes. Theological Seminary. Had yes. dinner with Jamie this week, by the way. That uh, was fun. I bet it was. Jamie Dew's the Always best. Fun. He is. And he bought, which was better. <laughs> Excellent. Always good. <laughs> kind of some scary news out of the Northwest. Randy Adams underwent surgery for a blood clot, had a, a deep vein thrombosis, as well as a blood clot uh, that they were able to remove. And, and he's back moving around and flying and traveling and everything. So uh, pulmonary embolism, placing pressure on his heart, caused a collapse and had some deep vein thrombosis behind his left knee. And so they're treating him with medication. They did a thing to remove the clot and he's okay. So wild, kind of wild there. I mean, just yeah. it's, it's wild. So uh, glad that Randy's doing better. Be praying for him as well. And I think Amy, that does it for our news this week, which brings us to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history, Amy, blow our minds. All right, we're going to go to 1952 for an announcement about the upcoming annual meeting. So it was about the 1953 annual meeting. And I just love to see this kind of stuff, especially as we are talking about uh, plans for the annual meeting and, and stuff. So it said the Southern Baptist Convention will actually have room to stretch itself when it meets in Houston, May 6 through 10, 1953, that it would be held in the Sam Houston Coliseum. All right. Built in 1938 a mammoth building that can accommodate 17,000 people. Let me be really clear here. 17,000 people in the whole building. So think about that as we just had, you know, 
We we just had 17,000 people. Yeah, 21,000 yeah. people and didn't even scratch the surface of like all that we could have done. 20 conference rooms of all sizes. I don't know how that compares to how many we use now in terms of like side we rooms. We use a lot more. Yep. On three floors, bookstore and exhibit room can accommodate a, st- a sizable convention itself. It's in almost constant use. It has a full-time staff of two janitors, two electricians, and one engineer assisted by part-time helpers. So the convention center, it sounds like had a full-time staff of five people assisted by part-timers. Um, the music hall where the WMU convention will be held is a part of the Coliseum and offers additional space for committee meetings and tape recorders. The music hall is air conditioned and equipped with 2,200 comfortable seats. That's, you know, not, not a whole lot. Then what's really funny to me is it says they're located in the heart of Houston Civic Center, flanked by the City Hall on the south, Criminal Courts Building on the north. Nearby is Houston's new $3.5 million jail. Uh, that's so just kind of a funny little just a little aside. And I next mean, to the Coliseum. You know, that's just that's just a reminder for those making motions. The jail right. is right next door, y'all. It's, there you go. And next to call to the Coliseum is a fire hall that it's ideally located five blocks from the business district, fine hotels and excellent restaurants. One cafeteria can feed 15,000 people, possibly the largest in the world. So I would say so. Yeah. So wow. everybody headed to the cafeteria. And then it said there were plenty of parking facilities available, but the but the cost will run seventy five cents to a dollar a day, with an additional fifty cents for evening parking. Even though parking may prove more expensive than in Miami last year, lower food costs will help to balance one's convention budget. Let me tell you, I would love seventy five cents a day. I pay I pay seventy five cents a day, or even a dollar. I pay a dollar a day and fifty cents Absolutely. at night for parking. Absolutely, no problem. So it's just a little one, but I just love to see some of these things, how things change over time, and obviously that's just uh, just part of growth and development. Uh, but it's really cool, and so we talk a lot about the plans for Anaheim, uh, but they were talking about the plans for Houston this week in SBC history. I'm just imagining the send lunch, you know, and Kevin Ezell getting up there. All right, everybody. We're going to head down to the Piccadilly. And, yes. And let's go. You know, go to the cafeteria. Here, get here. your get your jello. So, did you ever go to Piccadilly? Did they have those in? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't know how localized that Morrison's. was. Morrison's. Morrison's okay. was more it was more in in Tennessee, but All right. Yeah. Okay. Piccadilly was like the the that in Louisiana. So, I just yeah. kind of wonder about that. So, all right, resources of the week, Amy, my resource of the week is an interview with Paul Chitwood that Brandon Porter did uh, talking about. I mean, you know, you know what time of year it is. Yes. It's Lottie time. It's Lottie time. So it's Lottie time. So Brandon got Paul Chitwood on this week, did a nice little interview over at Baptist press and uh, got a, a good interview for you to go watch. Talk about Lottie, Paul Chitwood talking about Lottie moon, check out the video over at Baptist press, Amy, your resource of the week is. My resource of the week is the Lifeway online Christmas store. Lifeway.com slash Christmas has launched uh, really a way to get Christmas decorations, gifts, church supplies, more music, all kinds of stuff. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's like it's one stop shop time. for all Christmas yep. stuff. Yeah. Yep. So it's that time. They got gift guides. They got all kinds of things. I haven't really gotten in the zone for that yet. And so this next week is when I'm going to really start. And so that's a great resource out of the blocks. Yeah. So there you go. So there's a, a cool little uh, 
thing from Matt and Lauren Chandler over there, an Advent family Advent devotional from Matt and Lauren Chandler. Video sessions. It's 25 days of family devotions. So kind of cool. So yeah. you check it out. All right. So that is the lifeway.com Christmas store, basically. Lifeway.com slash Christmas. Go check it out. A lot of stuff over there, all for Christmas from our friends over at Lifeway. Amy, a uh, quick shout out at the end of the pod here to a good friend of the pod, Allison Young, on yes. being selected as the vice chair for the like the local CWJC board. So right, right. Christian it's Women's Job the- Corps. Yeah, Christian Women's Job Corps. It's called Begin Anew is what it's called in, in Middle Tennessee and a great ministry that they have done for a long time. And she's vice chair of the board. So very yeah. excited. So a lot of you know Allison and all the work she does here at the executive committee. And uh, she's really, really involved in her local church over at Brentwood Baptist, as well as the local Christian Women's Job Corps. So just wanted to give a shout out to Allison for all that she does and just congratulate her and and also you know the work of the Christian Women's Job Corps and Christian That's Women's right. Job Corps WMU doing great work through those folks have a great thanksgiving amy have a great thanksgiving eat some turkey and cornbread dressing and All i'll right. see you next week see you next week